No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba, for all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms. We say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show with Dave Manuk with Ezra Ginsberg. I'm your host, Drew Mandel, here to talk about the Winnipeg Jets ending their road trip in a disappointing fashion, losing 5-3 in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, to a very talented Carolina Hurricanes team, the Jets end the road trip with a positive record of two wins, one loss, but a little bit of a sour taste in their mouth with regards to tonight's game. Gentlemen, good to see you both on this uh, Tuesday evening. Had to double check there in my brain. Tuesday evening is my final answer. You know, sometimes hockey games are really easy to break down. Sometimes hockey games are really easy to provide analysis regarding. Tonight's game was pretty straightforward, pretty simple. The team that made fewer errors won the game because the Winnipeg Jets, you know, if it wasn't for self-inflicted mistakes, probably could have swept this road trip. Instead, they play a very good hockey team in the Carolina Hurricanes. They make too many errors that end up behind the goaltender, David Riddick. And as a result, the Jets end it with a defeat as opposed to a victory. Good evening to you both, gents. Ezzy, how are you? Dave, how are you as well? What's up, boys? Yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that, you know, this game could have gone either way. And there's no doubt, Drew, I agree with you. A lot of this was self-inflicted. David Riddick was not good tonight. We'll get into the goals. Yeah, You could argue that, you know, three of the four goals that he allowed were bad. Uh, maybe even all four goals. But yeah, I mean, I, I honestly thought Hellebuck was going to get the start. And I realized that, you know, he goes back to back and he faces a lot of rubber. And I don't think, you know, this is all on, on Riddick. But he definitely, you know, didn't come up with with big saves when he needed to. But yeah, you love the fact. Like we have to talk about that effort by Morgan Barron, boys. Like he was, you know, argu arguably his best game last game, uh, and you know he was again excellent tonight. And so you love the fact that the Jets, you know, made it a one goal game late there with whatever it was, four or five minutes left, and then Blake Wheeler takes that penalty, and that that to me. I mean, like you mentioned, Drew, you know, some hockey games are easy to break down. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, that play by Wheeler isn't the entire game, but it's really hard to tie the game up, Dave, when you're killing a penalty with whatever it was, less than three minutes left, two minutes and 40 seconds, two minutes and 50 seconds, right? And you could argue that was a bit of a weak call, but it was called, right? And, you know, the Jets, really that negated any chance the Jets had at tying the game up. Yeah, no, Ezzy, you're 100% right. And it, and it's a, it's a killer because you're you're – you don't think you're going to get back into it when Jack Dury scores that goal to make it 4-2 and then suddenly it's a 4-3 game and you're like, well, you know, maybe the Jets can, despite all their miscues tonight, squeak back into this hockey game and, and earn themselves at least a point and maybe two with, you know, both Calgary and Nashville in action later tonight. Drew won't have the scoreboard watch, at least not yet, but the, well, the truth... Nashville's playing already. I can give you an update. They're up oh, one no, nothing. No. Oh, no. Well, okay. You just did, I guess. Yeah. But the point is that you know, the Jets had that opportunity. And look, do I think it's a call against Blake Wheeler? No, not really, especially given the fact that the refs had kind of been letting things go a little bit and hadn't really called many penalties throughout the course of that hockey game, obviously. So I don't know if it was game management, but it's just unusual in a one-goal game with 2.52 to go in the third period to get to take it. Now, you look, you could argue, why does Blake Wheeler take that penalty? Well, you can't um, put yourself in the position to get called there. 
So, no, no, for sure, for sure. It's it's not especially especially there in 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 you know in the zone. Like it just mm-hmm. doesn't make doesn't make a lot of sense. Like I understand you're trying to create, but there's still three minutes to go in the hockey game, and you're down by a goal. There's still yeah. a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're right, Drew. You don't want to, especially with the way the referee goes. You yeah, the referee was right there, right, Dave. Like it was literally well, right in front of the ref. Yeah, and I just you. It's one of those situations where you're sitting there going, okay, like the you're right as the the ref can make that call because he's 15 feet away from the play, but. So you're right, Drew, also, to not put yourself into that position. But just a, just an unfortunate situation for a Jets team that, like I said, made too many mistakes. I mean, we saw the Shifley line uh, benched for the final 12 minutes of the second period yeah. uh, based on... I wasn't really sure lo- you were going to bring that up, Dave. I thought maybe that would we would just do like an hour post-game show and that wouldn't come up, that the top <laughs> line was benched for half the period. Deservingly then, so. I mean, the, the numbers of that of the Jets line yeah, I saw them. tonight just absolutely terrible. Well, I mean, they had a zero point zero zero Corsi four percentage. I mean, yeah. that is that bad, hard Drew? to do. Yeah, that's bad. I know it's hard. I know. I mean, that that's bad. That that is. I mean, that's impossibly bad. It, 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 you know, through even the minutes. worst line. Yeah, and and oh, was, really? Well, Actually, th- sorry, through twenty eight minutes because they well, didn't see the they, the ice they last five ball. minutes and <laughs> exactly. forty two. They played five minutes and forty two seconds together at five on five. So at you know you know in that five minutes and forty two seconds they somehow managed to do to get zero possession. They were on for all three goals up until that yeah. point. All I mean, Carolina goals, the Shifley line was out there. Their their expected goals against was 0.75. Their expected goals for was zero. I mean, these are numbers that are hard. A first line, a top line of superstars. Should never have this happen. Now I get having never. a bad night. I get having you know a rough go at it, but that's beyond uh, beyond uh, uh, acceptable. And that's why they were benched, justifiably so. They were benched because they did nothing in the first twenty eight minutes of the game to help their team. Sorry, well, like Spencer just said there. I mean, it's it's as if they took a trip to the moon because, <laughs> I mean, look at the Jets. Like I, I like the fourth line again tonight, right? Like they were good against the. The lightning, the other game. So I like mm-hmm. that. I mean, you obviously love. We'd already talked about Morgan Barron. I'm sure we're going to talk about him. Obviously, we'll, we'll talk about him uh, when we talk about the Jets' third goal, Dave. But yeah. so there's a lot of positives here. But you know, I, I like this. This game was not a, an A effort from the Jets. Like, let's be yeah. honest here. Like Riddick mm-hmm. was bad, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, look at Ehlers and Wheeler were fantastic tonight, and obviously Niederreiter responded by by getting the Jets within a goal there. But, uh, I mean, like, and they were lucky to get the win over Tampa Bay. So, yes, they probably could have got all six points if Riddick was just average tonight. But uh, there's more that I don't like about tonight's game as opposed to what I did like about today's game, well, Dave. And, and the other thing we have to mention, of course, is that Neil Pionk, and I'm not blaming Neil Pionk for the bad pass by Kevin Stanton. Like, if you're going to make the decision to come into the zone, mm-hmm. then at least make a crisp pass. I hate when guys bring it back into the zone needlessly because what happened to the Jets, I'm not saying it happens very often, but it can happen. And that's really an op- that's one thing you couldn't afford to have happen to the Jets club, which you know was going to try and push back into that hockey game. And that is just such a disarming, uh, from a momentum perspective, um, thing for for to transpire. So uh, I'm not going to blame Neil Pionk on on that his his poor reception of that pass, which leads to turnover, which then leads to a goal. It's the same I, I thing. Blame- sorry, David. Same thing as the first goal, right? Like uh, like it, I I don't know if you're necessarily blaming Brendan Dillon more than you're da- blaming. 
Kyle Connor for his positioning. He's not even in the zone well, to take that pass. I'm blaming Kyle score. as Kyle we'll get in, we'll get into it, but I, I yeah. would blame Kyle Connor for flying the zone. And right. no you question. could say you could say the bank pass by Dylan was a bit of a short pass, and Connor was anticipating it being you know the angle being different. But I don't care; it doesn't make a difference. He's he doesn't know where his man is. He has no yeah. clue. He's, he's already he's already thinking offense. And he's gone. So he's we'll get standing flat-footed, just waiting for the puck. And instead, yeah. the the Hurricanes player comes in. I'd actually argue, Drew. I'd him. actually argue he was actually already leaving well, the zone. He had flown the zone, no question. Yeah. And then he yeah. stopped. Yeah. And, and then he's standing on the other side of the blue line. You know, so he yeah. You know, so already, and then I, I mean, it was, that was anyways, and that's what I'm kind of saying. That. No, you're right, Drew. And that's kind of what I'm saying. That yes, yeah. the goaltending was bad. Like Riddick was not good tonight. No. I'm not going to sugarcoat that, Dave. No, but they no. were sloppy. Like, mm-hmm. like the yeah. plays we're talking about, the the Stenlin and Pionk miscommunication, that turnover, the the Dylan Connor turnover on the first goal. Like, it, yeah. it just wasn't. You know, we always use the word crisp. Yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave likes to use the word crispiness. Like they weren't crisp tonight. And against the Carolina Hurricanes, even if they don't have Andre Svechnikov, and even if they don't have Max Pacioretty, this yeah. is still, as far as I'm concerned, I don't know, top top three, top four team in the league. There are true as he yes. But but I was gonna say quickly they but they also came in having been shut out their last two games and mm. and again feeling not great about their game even though now they have one of the best home teams in the Eastern Conference or in the in the NHL I think uh, so they are they are good at home and they were you know heavily favored by our friends at Betway in in tonight's game but at the same time this was a, a team that was hadn't had scored a goal in their last two games and only had one three games ago when they beat the Flyers one nothing. So it wasn't as if they were scoring, you know, five goals for Carolina is going to seem like manna from heaven because they hadn't been getting goals. So all of a sudden, you know, the, David Riddick was like, okay, here, I'll give you guys a gift because sorry, like he wasn't good on the second goal. He was, I mean, he, so he's beat clean. What, there was no screen. So this, I'm not going to, I don't want to ruin it. But I don't want, I don't want to, uh, spoiler alert, but the second and third goals, those are on him. We'll get into that after. That was the Brady Shea goal for for or anybody yeah. who, who we'll forgot. Get into that it. was the that was yeah. the goal that made it two one Carolina. Yeah, we'll we'll get into it. I mean, we'll get into it, and in, when we get into the Betway game recap, there's just look, there's a lot about the Jets game, as you said, that you don't like. There's just you know the you know there's it's sloppy, and the Jets are not a good enough team to beat a uh, 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 when they're they're not a good enough team to play sloppy and win against one of the better regular season teams in the league. Now, I don't know that I trust Carolina come playoff time, especially now without Svechnikov, but yeah. from the Winnipeg... Yeah, that, that's that's huge. That's a I killer agree with that. He's, it's an absolutely killer He's injury. one of their best forwards, so yes. that's that's not good. And exactly. it was his bobblehead night tonight. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, oh, really? you know, that's a bad it's time. It's crazy how around. that always happens. Like, Dave always brings it up with the moose, how it seems like every single guy that's selected as a bobblehead guy <laughs> never ends up actually playing in the yeah. game, so that's pretty funny. The Well, not funny, but terrible it's kind of sick timing for him yeah terrible terrible timing about the Svechnikov injury and look this Carolina Hurricanes team we know how well coached they are we know how crisp they are we, I think you know, Rod Moore is the best you, you yeah. I've said this how many times Drew I think he's the best coach in the league I know but where do you ever see Carolina you know just not you know they we described the Jets game as sloppy tonight when do you ever see Carolina as sloppy? You don't see it that often. I They're mean, one of the it, least sloppy teams right. in the league, I would they, say. They exactly right. They are one of the just most structured and yeah. 
and you know, and sometimes structured is a euphemism for boring or, or not talented, but that's not the case with them. They know exactly how to play their game and they play it so well so often, which is why they've only lost 14 times in regulation in 65 games that they've played so far this year. This is a damn good hockey team. The Jets know that, yet the Jets still came out and maybe you say it's because of the three and four nights and, and you know, maybe you just say it's, you know, for whatever reason. But the Winnipeg Jets can't afford to be sloppy against the Carolina Hurricanes. And as a result, they lost the game. It was their sloppiness that, that cost them at least a point tonight, given the uh, given how the, the, the game went and the score of the game. There's no doubt about my mind. It was self-inflicted. And that's just what the Jets cannot afford. And as you mentioned, Dave, with uh, Calgary playing, I think Calgary's playing the Coyotes tonight. If yeah. I'm not mistaken, and Nashville is up on Detroit right now. The lead uh, in the playoff race for the Jets could shrink Evers. Uh, you could get ever closer depending on the results of those games. And of course, we'll keep you updated uh, throughout the post game show uh, as relevant uh, 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 scores happen. Let's get into the Betway game recap. It's brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you, the customer, at the forefront with large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds. What are you waiting for? Head on over to Betway and bet your way. Must be 19 years or older to play. Please play responsibly. Big thanks to our friends at Betway for being the official title sponsor of the post-game show. We say good evening to all of you who are joining us. If you haven't already done so, smash the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, tell your friends, tell your family. The best place to be is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. And my apology, Drew, to everybody who I've been tweeting out the uh, links to the post-game show. And you were watching a post-game show, but it was the Illegal Curve post-game show of the Jets and Sharks, I think. I'm not sure which one I was sending out, but for whatever reason, I just looked. I was like, I tweeted it and I looked on our Twitter and it shows the, the image. And I'm like, how does it have the image of us already? That doesn't make any sense. Then I looked, it was like a picture of me and Ezzy. I'm like, Jets, Sharks. I'm like, well, people could watch that, but I don't know that they're going to watch want to watch that as opposed to this one live. Dave is, Dave is new to computers, so we look forward to him. Uh, Computering is hard. Figuring out the left click and the right click and things of that nature coming up any hey, day Drew, now. Hey, Drew, Drew, why don't you do us all a favor and click that little button on the mouse? And there he goes. All right, Ezzy, welcome to the Illegal Curve Post Game Show. I am your host, Dave Manuk. He is my main man, Ezzy Ginsberg. We no longer have Drew Medell. We've sent him to the netherworld. So, oh, he's back. Damn it. <laughs> That's the button, yes. The kill button. The the self-destruct button. Weird that I have a self-destruct button for myself, though. That's the, that's the problem. With that. that reminds me back in the day when Richie used to lock... I used to go always go... Uh, what did I... I used to go use the uh, vending machine, or I'd go warm up my coffee or something. Yeah. Richie used to lock me out of the studio during the breaks. That's what that reminded me of, Dave. I love it. There you go. I'm back, folks. You can't get rid of me that easily, no matter how many times I hit that kill switch on my on my mouse here. Uh, the Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes opened the scoring 437 into the game a team that is as Dave alluded to having had trouble scoring what they need more than anything is an early goal and they get it it's Jacob Slavin his sixth of the season uh it comes at the 437 market we talked about it Brendan Dillon's got the puck he's looking to headman it up to Kyle Connor Connor flies the zone and then just stops he stops outside the blue line and he's just waiting for the pass. Meanwhile, Jacob Slavin says, okay, I'll take the pass instead. Comes in, swoops in, and and, and then you know collects his own rebound almost. And it sort of flutters over 
David Riddick. There's just so much not to like on this play, as a oh, it's it's the definition of an ugly goal, and and it's not a good, it's not a greasy ugly goal like a good like shoot the puck on net, get the rebound, bang it home. It was first off, there wasn't a lot of pressure, right? That's the thing that bothered me about this mm-hmm. goal. It's not like it was an aggressive forecheck, and you know Brendan Dillon was forced into a turnover, right? And so right, yeah, like Kyle Connor, look at he he was where he was. It's a bad pass. Jacob Slavin, as you mentioned, picks it up. Not sure if it ended up the rebound ended up popping up and going off of Dylan, but Jacob Slavin just follows up his rebound. So yeah, it, it was a bad turnover, and you know, good good on Jacob Slavin. Like it was a heads up play. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just an ugly goal, a terrible turnover to start the game. A terrible turnover. I, I, I everything about it. Look, I mean, it looks bad on Dylan, but it really to me is is Kyle Connor on this one. You have to have better, tighter support uh, for for an outlet pass, Dave, and that's just sloppy you know uh pond hockey style trying to receive a pass while standing still and not supporting your defenseman on that play no i mean it's it's absolutely and again you have a carolina team that doesn't feel good about their game right now and you don't really want to incentivize them because you know how good they are when they score first i don't yeah. remember what the exact number was as but it was it was they win they win a lot of the games when they get the first goal so it's it would have been in the jets uh best interest not to and and look, I think they'd only lost like four games all year, Dave. Yeah, it was first. it's it's something along those lines. But the but the fact of the matter is, you can you can feel the Jets played a good game overall. We're not saying the Jets played a terrible game, but the when they made mistakes, they end up in the back of the net, and that's because the players, you know, on those mistakes, those were pretty bad mistakes. Mm-hmm. And David Riddick wasn't good tonight. So when your goalie is, I mean, look, no offense, but if Connor Hellebuck's in net, those mistakes aren't it. Like Connor Hellebuck isn't being beaten and. Look, we know that Connor Hellebuck didn't have his best game, but those are more few and far between than this. And I'm sorry, but like when you're the backup goaltender and you go in the net, and we saw David Riddick was reliable early in the season, but whatever for whatever reason, he's just not been there of late. Mm-hmm. And this game, to me, is is a largely on his shoulders because like a, a number of these goals, you're looking at him, you're going like that. You're right, Ezzy. This was like an unfortunate one. It's, I mean, he kicks the rebound out. It ends up going in off of Slavin and then off of him, you know, up and over and in. And we, very I thought that's why I wasn't sure. I thought on the original, I, I'd have to watch the replay again. I have it up here on, on one of my browsers, but it looked like it might have actually gone off of Dylan as well. It's just a bit of a flutter puck. It's sort of similar yeah, exactly. to the, it's sort yeah. of similar to the one that Niederreiter scoops away on, uh, on Sunday in, in, that's in right. Tampa Bay. You know, Saints had the same sort of trajectory, except that yes. Niederreiter sw- uh, swatted it. This one doesn't get swatted. You don't <laughs> love anything about it. But, uh, you know, it's sort of, you know, uh, on it, Sunday, looked like, the... it looks like, you know, like when you, me and you play badminton, Drew, that that's what it kind of looked like. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, look hey. like it wasn't a puck. It looked like a shuttlecock. Do, do not insult my badminton skills, young man. I represented Gray Academy in the oh. uh, Manitoba High School Badminton Provincials. As you know, I'm a, I'm a, a skilled practitioner of the racket sports. And I insist my wife who at this point in time has actually told me to stop talking about it. If I'm not going to do anything about it is that I would be a world-class pickleball player. Well, we've already already talked about your tennis prowess at Glendale golf and country club. My prowess was at tennis courts all over the city. It didn't have to be specific to. Well, yeah, uh, but Glendale is, I think. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm watching Al Bundy talk about his four touchdowns for Polk High right now. So let's uh, let's move it along, you two. No, no, no. Dave. We haven't we haven't digressed nearly enough. But that's a very funny comment by Spencer Sutton, who's saying Drew and Ez are slapping cocks at each other. Pretty sure that's one of the words you're not allowed to say on uh, YouTube. Badminton but, uh, is a great game. I think I played a little 
little intramurals at Kelvin. I believe that. I, I believe that. You don't have to, you know, not necessarily, I, you know, for the Hold on, Rob Mahoney's, Rob Mahoney's saying Al Bundy had six touchdowns. I'm pretty sure it was four touchdowns for Pokai in the game, in the championship game. Is it four or six? I want, oh, five. T. Will's now saying it's five. Okay. Somebody needs to I'm going to go out. with five, too. Really? Five I touchdowns. Was, I, I have this, like, What's I, no ma'am up to these, these man, days? <laughs> I, I, will t- I will say, I will say, Ed O'Neill, if you didn't watch Married with Children, which probably wouldn't be allowed to be on TV in yeah, today's day and age, unfortunately, probably wouldn't be. Yeah. was what about Modern the, Family. Well, he was know, very I, funny on Modern, yeah, Modern Family. Modern Family was great. Yeah. Uh, MBM, MBHA Hockey is saying 4 100%. So I, I thought it was four two. I'm pretty sure I hear, I have this vivid memory of saying well, uh, no. And I'm reading and I'm reading something oh. on, on the Google that's saying four touchdowns in a yes. single game. Yes, come on, let's go, Al Bundy. I, I feel would, like I that's would... a factoid that Dave doesn't get wrong. Yeah, I was gonna say I would. I, I watched uh, Married with Children yeah. fairly religiously. Uh, you know, but he anyways, played, he's now. Do you remember what the Polk High School nickname was? Hmm. I remember the neighbor's name was Marcy. Yeah, Marcy yeah. Jefferson. Jefferson, and then, yeah. And don't you remember Jeff, Steve. Jefferson? Steve. No. Right, but you remember Jefferson's last name? Darcy. Yeah, so she became Marcy Darcy. Yeah, I know. Please, okay. come on. Uh, anyways, it's the Polk High Panthers, but uh, we, we've really gone down the rabbit hole now. Well, let me tell you, Married with Children is good. Let me tell you, talking about Married with Children would be better than talking about this hockey game. At least that first period, which was a <laughs> rather intro ho- music ho-hum. maybe of any sitcom ever. That's true. Then dun, dun, a little bit of dun, old dun, Frank Sinatra there, a little blue eyes. Uh, you mentioned Carolina scoring uh, when the they have the second most wins in the league when they're leading yeah. after 20 minutes. 27 wins this season when they're leading after 20. And they were leading after 20. one nothing was the score after 20 minutes uh slave and of course as we mentioned got his sixth uh of the season it was sort of a fast game all around there wasn't a lot of penalties the first period of, was very quick yeah, yeah weren't a lot of whistles so a really quick first period uh and then the jets score early in the second 19 seconds in and this one play again, to the whistle drew play to the whistle yes play to the echo of the whistle or the whistle uh, at all to begin with it's a weird one uh how often, by the way, do you see ever this where both goals the first two goals of a game were scored by defensemen unassisted because this one was also unassisted. Dylan DeMello gets his fourth of the season. Basically, the game stops because everyone's expecting that uh, Dylan Sandberg has to fight. Were you guys not expecting a whistle? Like, I thought for sure the whistle was going to blow. I wasn't sure if there was going to be a fight. But let's just get into it here because I agree. Mike McIntyre was describing it on Twitter. I mean, obviously, we all watched it. But the way he was describing why it wasn't challenged, I, I honestly thought a challenge was coming for Braun Brindamore's staff, Dave. I'm not sure if that was going through your head as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very odd, Drew. Those people who didn't watch or, you know, are listening on the podcast and, and, you know, weren't watching the game live. Basically what happened was Dylan Sandberg went to go, who did he go to, go to hit? Was Jordan it Martinuk. Martinuk, right, yeah. from Brandon. And he went to go hit him and it was a bit of a, I don't know what you would call it. I mean, it was, it was a lower hit. And so I guess, you know, a couple of the Hurricanes came over. I think there was six players i think there was three jets and three hurricanes all kind of assembled uh in the jet zone and and even the camera like didn't catch up with what was going on because then all of a sudden dan robertson you know it goes oh the play is live and then you just see dylan DeMello (laughs) going down going down the right wing and then he goes in and scores right like because it was very bizarre so i mean good for the jets for like that that is a hundred percent right you play until the whistle blows you're taught that in every single sport right and it's true and the the reason why is because Dylan DeMello scored while everybody else was, you know, just I guess uh, you know getting getting more familiar with each other, trading recipes or whatever they were doing. Um, yeah, so it was very bizarre. But I am surprised they didn't challenge that. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't I mean, even know if you other, can challenge. I don't that. think you can I challenge. Say, it. I'm pretty there's sure there's, not, there's, not, there's nothing to challenge. What can you challenge? I mean, there's. It's not like you like you could say, well, the the ref had the intent to blow the whistle. So, I mean, I, it was funny though because Dylan Demello's comments during the first intermission were or second sorry second intermission was like, well, I'm not sure I've ever had a, a like a two on one from my end before, but <laughs> you know, he he took full it's advantage. Three on one. Yeah, it's true, as he. But lucky, good for him, and and you know, he ties his career high for goals, and he's. We've been joking about Dylan DeMello being an offensive defenseman. And and for the, the fact that, you know, if you're the Jets, you know, it's, it was it was an average. Like, like I said, the first period was nothing to write home about really for either team. It's kind of a boring first period. And then suddenly yeah, you're in it and you're like, okay, well, you know, and we know Carolina structured and we know that Carolina, generally speaking, I know, like I said, they, I think they've lost by, I think it was four, nothing and three, nothing their last two games, but I'm not sure how many of those goals were empty netters. But the fact is that, you know, you're, you're back in a game, 19 seconds or something like that into the second period. And suddenly you're, you're, you know, the, the bench is excited. It's a road game and you're like, okay, we're in this game. Mm-hmm. Exactly right. They were in hold the that, game. But, but hold that thought. Yeah. for <laughs> They were in the game. They had, they were tied up for all of what 39 seconds. What a cliffhanger from Dave M. Yeah. <laughs> for all of 39 seconds as Brady Shea scores his 13th of the season at the 58 second mark. So a sleepy first led to a, uh, a firecracker of a second period. Brady Shea assists to Martin Nekash and and Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Uh, uh, you know, and this is a a set play off the faceoff, and the Jets just get watching the puck uh, uh, the puck holder in this mm-hmm. case Nekash, and he just leaves it for Brady Shea, and then Brady Shea has you know it's like the seas parted uh, with Passover coming up, you know, very mm-hmm. apropos, and I believe the Hurricanes, of course, wearing red, so it's like the the Red Sea parted, and he comes in and he just snipes it past the David Riddick to give the Hurricanes a two one lead. Dave, you you said you didn't like this goal given up by by Riddick. I thought just this was a uh, you know a good shot. I didn't have a problem with it. Well, Schmidt and Niederreiter both go to one man and right. leave and leave him Shea to go right in, but I mean he beat him by. I don't know, 15 feet, 20 feet. I mean, it was, it was fairly far out. It wasn't like he was in tight when he shot that puck. So I think that Riddick should have had it. Yeah. I think he had a, he had a good shot at it. I mean, look, I'm not going to, it's not as bad as the next one you're going to talk about drew, but I didn't Mm -hmm. think it was a good goal. No, I mean, look, when a goaltender is, is given afforded that opportunity and that type of uh, clearance to see a puck, you should stop it. I mean, you're in the NHL, you're paid to stop the puck. You're not paid to you know, try and stop the puck. You're paid to stop the puck. And I think that he needed to make that save personally. That would be my feeling on that goal. Yeah. uh, I'm not saying it wasn't a good shot as he, I'm just saying he should have made this. I think. Yeah. First off, I don't, I don't don't know how many people knew that Brady Shea has 13 goals right now. Like Brady (laughs) Shea is a good defenseman, but when I saw 13, I was like, I was expecting like, you know, fifth goal of the season or seventh goal of the season (laughs) or something like that. So I just wanted to, to get that in there. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm with Dave. I mean, look, at he shoots the puck. I just watched the replay on, on my browser here. Like, it was right from the face-off circle, right? And and it's not like there's traffic in front of him. Yeah. But he it, he has a good shot. Like, Shea's a big boy. So, I mean, it's it's not, again, as bad as the the, the next goal that we're going to talk about. Right. But, it, it, it look, he, he wasn't making big saves. Like, what was that? The That was, like, two goals on 15 shots or something like that. Yeah, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it's not like this was no, a high volume. It might have been high... eleven shots, or, or I, yeah, I was gonna say it, yeah. it might have yeah. even been but, two on nine, Ezzy. Yeah, no, whatever. No, they, had ten, they had ten in the first period, so I can tell okay. you it, well, it was. It was two on nine, Drew. It was two on. What nine. I mean two is, like, nine. it's it's not like it was, you know, Dave, like the second goal on. Yeah, yeah. On, uh, yeah. It's, it's appropriate that we should wish everybody a happy pie day that we're throwing out all these uh, numbers three point one four one five nine. Did you eat so, some pie today? 
No, I didn't. I was I was actually thinking of like like every so often I'll go buy like a store bought pie. Yeah. Like I don't mind just for like, yourself for like lunch. Yeah, like a box. Yeah, like I'll just eat it. Yeah. Like I'll I'll go in like a closet at work yeah. in the dark and eat it, or I'll just eat it in my car. Yeah. Listening to Nirvana or something like that. Yeah. Usually I'll just I'll, I'll down an entire box pie, yeah. but but pumpkin pie is my number one, probably pecan number two. I'm pretty sure we've had. But I enjoy I enjoy all we did pies. not even that far not not, yeah. not even that long ago. Exactly. Uh, anyways, two one for the Hurricanes, and you said the next goal is even uglier, and it is. It comes at the eight fifteen mark of the second period. Yasperi Kotkaniemi, his thirteenth of the season, assists to Brady Shea and Brett Pesci. Uh, this one is just. It's a wraparound, and it just can't go in. I mean, it just can't go in. It looked like Riddick was surprised by it. It looked like Riddick wasn't expecting uh, Kotkaniemi to to you know attempt the path, attempt the 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 play that he did. You just have to be more. You have to be ready. You have to be on your toes. You have to be more set in your structure to not let this one go in. Uh, and it's an ugly goal that for Riddick to give up. Yeah, absolutely, and. You know, look, Carolina was cycling the puck really well before this goal was scored. But, you know, we always talk about this with uh, when when there, a wraparound goal is scored because they're so rare. And Steve Valaket used to always be on TSN 1290 talking about how rare the uh, the wraparound goals were. But you're right, Drew. I mean, this is a weak goal. And it seemed like not only was he, you know, not set in his positioning, it seemed like he was surprised that the puck went in, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Kot Kinami is a good player. What was he, third overall back uh, four or five years ago and yeah it's just it's very confusing why he wasn't more prepared for that save because okay. that to, that goal Dave like we were talking about this goal the Brady Shea goal prior was was uh you know there was obviously you know some miscommunication and too much time and space in the defensive zone to me this goal is all on Riddick oh yeah yeah I, I mean sorry, oh sorry, sorry go ahead, Drew. no no go ahead. no I was gonna say go. I, I had a good rant on this on the last goal, so you can you can you can no, take I'm it away. I was going to say when, when look, David Riddick, you know, when he started the season as the Jets' backup goaltender, there were a lot of questions, and he performed admirably for a while. But he's really struggled the last three games that he's played for the Winnipeg Jets. And he's not giving them average. He's he's giving them below average goaltending right now, right. Yeah. which you you just can't get at this point in the season. So I, yeah. I agree with you, Drew. The last three four starts for him have been pretty rough. And look, I understand to some extent starting Riddick in tonight's game. I don't know that you can run hell by – look, you've already won – if you hadn't – you won Saturday, you won Sunday. So you've already had a successful road trip. Now the Winnipeg mm-hmm. Jets aren't in a position where they can just wave the white flag at, at, at any game. But you know, no matter what was going to happen tonight, they were in a decent position at the end of this road trip. I yeah. mean, you know, I don't know that you're at the point in the season where you have to play – Hellebuck, or or that you're happy playing Hellebuck, you know, every single game from here on out. That's well, and are you like, going to play Hellebuck both games this weekend, Drew? Like, I think you probably are. Obviously, he's go he's playing versus Boston, hundred percent, right? But you've but got I the afternoon game on on Saturday against Nashville. Like, I don't know. I, I I mean, I think you expect him to go back to back. But to your point, he's already played more than any other goalie in the league. I think you play him back to back. I think you're playing him Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. You're probably giving, you know, depending on the results of those games, you know, and where the Jets are at, you're maybe giving Riddick the, the Tuesday game against Arizona. And then after that, it might be Hellebuck all the way through. You have one back to back left uh, against the Sharks and the Wild, I think on a Monday, Tuesday, that maybe you give Riddick one of those games, but that's it. And even and if the Jets, if 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 the you know the if the playoff race heats up even more, 
you might just be running uh, Hellebuck the entire time. You just, Mm -hmm. I don't know that you can trust Riddick, uh, you know, to get you a win or not even necessarily get you a win, but not give up any bad goals. Uh, you know, uh, you know, when you're scratching and clawing tooth, uh, you know, to, to stay in the playoff race, that's sort of unfortunate where you're at. You wonder if the Jets regret maybe trying to get a veteran netminder uh, for, uh, you know, at the deadline or before the deadline, somebody maybe who could even shore up something at the AHL level, you know, a third goaltender doesn't necessarily hurt you. Uh, if you have somebody who's on a black on the black aces, if you make it into the playoffs, just anything like that. Now there weren't a lot of great options out there, so don't get me wrong. But you know, David Riddick did his job in the first half of the season, but he's struggled since then. Well, and now is and well, and now is the time when you're supposed to be earning your money, right? Like oh. now is the time when the Jets need you most. And and again, like I said, I'm not saying the Jets had their best game, but they didn't have their worst game. And no. if he makes one or two of those saves. You know, maybe it's a different hockey game. It's probably, and it's, it's probably going to overtime, to be honest with well, you, right? Like, Ezzy, for sure. And like, and you know, look, the one of the biggest things that's been on the Jets, and I, and someone tweeted about this, and I wasn't sure the number, but how many times do the Jets score a goal and then give up a goal fairly shortly thereafter? And it's just often. too whatever the number is. I think it's too often. Yeah. You know, like it's just, and that talk about deflating. I mean, you're you're you score a goal and then less than a minute later, you're now you're now trailing again. Mm-hmm. I mean that, and that again, like I said, to me, that's why. I, I look, I like this Carolina structure. I like that, that play that they set to, to set, you know, that set play story to yeah. give them that opportunity. But I think if, if Riddich makes a save, which he doesn't, you know, and, and he doesn't on the Kakanami one, you're in trouble. And now you're, and now you're in a big deficit and you're not feeling, you know, all those good feelings you built over the weekend. They're kind of gone. Two nothing Nashville, 16 minutes to go in the third period. Against Drew Detroit. loves his updates. Well, sometimes the updates are irrelevant. And in this case, it's an irrelevant update. Uh, so it's are, three... we, are we really scared? And I'm not saying the Jets or Jets fans. I'm just saying, like, anybody. Are, does anybody actually think that Nashville is going to make the playoffs? Like, you see, Soros could carry them in. It's the best when, Ezzy, it's going to be the best when Nashville makes the playoffs and the Tampa Bay Lightning don't. <laughs> no, UC can you Soros. Imagine, can you imagine that with the Tanner Janot trade? Wow. Yeah. But UC Soros can carry single handedly carry. No, I'm with you. Soros is a top five goalie. Yeah. Maybe even top three goalie. But it's just incredible to me that Ross. you know you trade Matthias Ekholm, you trade Tanner Janot, you trade Nino Niederreiter. Uh, who else am I missing here? Michael Granlin. Like, yeah. well, it speaks to it speaks to how the Jets and the Flames have been playing. And the Milwaukee Admirals are still rolling right now in the AHL. Oh, there you have it. So, I mean, it's unlikely, Ezzy, but at this point in time, nothing would surprise no, me. No, and, and you're right to point out that the, the Predators are, are winning. It's just, it's like, I still think, like, there's, what, 14 games left? The Jets can probably win seven of those and still get in. Well, against after, as we talked about, after Boston, the schedule really eases up. Yeah, it's not yeah. a difficult schedule. Uh, congratulations to Darwin. You want he, Darwin won a donut with uh, Roll Up the Win. Oh, good. That's always that a boy, Darwin. As he's going to need half that donut as as, uh, yeah. as your agent. Yeah, one yeah. honey cruller coming right up. Nikolai Ehlers makes it 3-2. This is early in the third period, 427 into the third period. Ehlers gets his seventh of the season, assist to Wheeler and Brendan Dillon. And it's a nice pass by Wheeler putting it into empty space. And Ehlers comes in and, and fills that empty space and collects the puck with speed. Really didn't quite understand what the Hurricanes uh, were doing here uh, defensively. It seemed like they were in a decent position, and then they sort of abandoned that. I think it was Brady Shea who sort of uh, got a little bit uh, out of control, if I'm not mistaken, uh, on this one. Uh, And uh, the Jets took advantage, and they made it 3-2. They gave themselves life again early in the third period. 
I think it was Brett Pesci drew. Might have been Brett Pesci. Bre- Bre- no, no, you're but you were right in that Brady Shea was on the ice. Yes, but it was but basically Pesci what happened there down. was they just completely didn't see Ehlers behind them mm-hmm. because it was uh Yessi Pulley who was the forward. So it was actually uh, uh the Hurricanes had a good amount of uh, players back in position, and Wheeler makes a beautiful pass to Ehlers, and Ehlers makes no mistake about it and scores a nice goal. So I mean that's again, you know. You point out Jets' bad defensive coverage. That's bad defensive coverage by by the Hurricanes, but great on. I'm not. I'll be honest. I just watched the goal for the first time because I was parenting. Um, <laughs> I was not watching the game live. Uh, I barely saw any of the third period live. I think I tuned in with about five minutes left, which is actually a good uh, time to tune in because the Jets made it uh, uh, four four three. But um, yeah, I mean, look at Wheeler. That's great vision by Wheeler identifying the fact that Ehlers was completely wide open. Right, Dave. So at the time, you know, that was a, a huge goal and the Jets, you know, came back again. But uh, yeah, not sure what the Hurricanes were doing defensively there either, Drew. Yeah, not a pretty, not a pretty one. Though. That won't look pretty on the game film and the Jets are within a goal. And again, this is, you know, you're not playing that well, but you're within a goal and you're, and you're fighting. So you get, they get credit for fighting, but then immediately, not immediately, but then another, just a boneheaded error, just a, a, an opportunity that shouldn't be an opportunity. And it leads to Jack Drury, just called up from the AHL, gets his fresh from the year, AHL, yep. fresh from the AHL, assist, assist to Stefan Nosen, uh, you know, and it, 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 it's a bad pass by Stenland. And Pionk is handcuffed by the pass. And again, you sort of feel bad at this point in time for Pionk just because he's uh, the target of ire, justifiably so. But in this case, the puck is just basically he's handing him a like a, a greased football and telling him to try and collect it on the ice. And yeah. he doesn't. And it ends up uh, on Drury's stick. And again, you need Riddick to step up and make a save here. And he can't make the save. And so it's just a comedy of errors from Stenlin to Pionk to Riddick in the back of the net and it's back to being four, two for the uh, hurricanes, Dave. Yeah. And it's a pet peeve of mine when players bring the puck into their own zone like that, especially if, I mean, in a situation where you have no reason to, I mean, if Stanley just does a quick turn, he actually has open space. So he had no reason. There wasn't a lot of pressure on him in order to get rid of that puck. I mean, I think he wanted to go for a line change, but regardless, he sets Pionk up and the ice, you could see the ice wasn't good. And I'm not going to, I'm not because both teams have to play on the ice. But you also have to be cognizant of the fact that the ice isn't great. Well, mm-hmm. then you probably don't want to bring the puck into your zone w- when you're chasing a game and send it to Neil Pionk. And yeah, look, Neil Pionk's been, I mean, he had at least four giveaways in the first period. I didn't think he was good in the first. And they were bad giveaways. Like they were needless giveaways onto, the, he made nice passes onto the stick of his, of the opposition. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that, you know, it was a bad, I didn't like Stanley bringing it in. And ultimately you end up with the puck in the back of your net. And now you're chasing the game again. And that as he felt like it was game over at that point, even though it was only four two, you don't feel like if you're the jets that that game's coming, that they're coming back. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about it, you know, with the, the, the two, one goal, how, how deflating it is to score a goal right after you've you know, clawed your way back into the game. And yeah, I mean, look at, you know, the, the goaltending was not there for the jets tonight. David Riddick did not step up. But again, whatever you want to call it, puck management, you know, the, the way you're, you know, playing in your own zone, whatever. I mean, these are self-inflicted wounds, right? And yeah, there's a lot of blame to go around there with Stenlin and Pionk. Dave, I agree with you. Like, I, I look, it doesn't even matter at this point, you know, who's more at fault. Like, I don't, I don't know what 
you know, yeah, what, we're not, what, we're, what we're not a, as he, we're not apportioning yeah, exactly. blame. Like, we're not saying, judges in terms yeah. of, you know, you know, you, you don't like it from, you don't like it from either guy's perspective. Exactly. It was just sloppy again, yeah. sloppy. I don't have any other word. And I think like, forget the fact that the jets didn't get any points in this game. Cause I think I would argue it was still a successful road trip. You won well, two you of three games. Six. Exactly. So, and you easily could have got at least a point in this game. Mm-hmm. So I would say that even though you didn't win all three games and you need to at this point, cause you're trying to, you know, stay around the second place in the central that's still the goal here i mean i don't think look at mathematically you could still finish first in the central but i think the best the jets are going to do at this point is getting home ice and then facing the number three seed in the central so the jets need the points right now you know in addition to the fact that they're trying to hang on to that wild card spot so i think you know we lost dave there for some reason but yeah dave left i think yeah, hopefully he comes back, Drew. But oh, that's what's more concerning. He left. He left his entire like. Not only did he leave, he like left his chair. We can see behind. We can see backstage here, and he just he, we got a. Oh, he's back. I don't know where he went or what happened, but uh, it looks like he's about to rejoin us here. Hopefully, we'll get a breaking news update from where Dave just disappeared to. We need. We need the inquiring minds want to know where you just went. Well, I didn't hit a kill switch, but I almost did because I forgot to plug my laptop in. So. Uh... Mm. Unfortunately, I was getting a notification. And I'm looking. I'm like, "What's going on?" I, I, and then I look. I'm like, "Oh." I thought you had, maybe had to drop a deuce, Dave. When Drew said that, you know, you left your chair. I wasn't sure what was going on there. I thought nature no. was calling. But and you guys see, I wrote in the chat. I said, "Be right back." Yeah, we no, saw I didn't BRB, but we don't. Uh, I didn't. I don't read the meant. private chat. I stay. I want to see the real chat. I want to see really. You know, I can't, I can't miss any updates from Bailey or you know our, our good friends here. Uh, that's what I didn't like the the thing that i dislike the most about this game is that the the at this point in the season you know making these types of sloppy plays mm-hmm. the shifley line getting benched i think is a big concern i mean look at guys these guys could step up big time shifley and connor against and nita writer against the bruins like I, they have that in them mm-hmm. but i mean you don't like to see that so yeah the jets lose the game but like there was tonight's game was ugly from a jets perspective Jets make it 4-3. They keep trying to fight and scratch and claw their way back into it. They make it 4-3. Nino Niederreiter, his 22nd of the season. Assist to Morgan Barron and Adam Lowry. And this is just a hard-driving goal. You love the effort by Lowry. You love the effort by Morgan Barron. He's really the catalyst on this one. And you love that Nino Niederreiter doesn't fool around with anything. He just goes hard at Freddie Anderson. And he tips it past him uh, on a great feed, on a great setup by, uh, by Morgan Barron, Dave. Well, you know, first of all, I mean, I thought of the three, even though Nita Ryder was kind of fooled on the uh, on the second goal against. I mean, of the three players, I thought he he was probably the least culpable uh, for in terms of requiring to sit. Although after the, I'm sure you'll read his comments after Drew, so mm-hmm. I won't get into them right now. But uh, yeah, you know, you could, I mean, remember he played in Carolina for three and a half years. They showed a nice little uh, thing with him, like one of the fans said you know, uh, um, had a little sign for him and he went up, gave them a puck, gave him a little tap on the glass during the warm-up. So you knew it meant something for him to come back to Carolina. Interesting that the uh, Paul Stasny, of course, was a healthy scratch against his old team tonight for the Hurricanes. But Wow, the mighty have fallen. Healthy yeah, scratch. I know. Healthy oh, scratch, Paul Stasny. And, that, and that's oh. with Svechnikov and Pacioretty out, Dave. Exactly, Ezzy. That's the whole point. Wow. So, you know, it's not it's not a good season for the veteran uh Paul Stasny, uh, and we knew that. We talked about it, um, you know, earlier in the year that it wasn't going well for him, but it obviously clearly is still not going very well for him. He keeps trying to truck along, but it's not working so well. So He misses the um, Winnipeg cuisine. That's what it is. That's <laughs> what it is, Ezzy. Good point. But anywho, so the point is that, you know, you're, 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 
you you want to give credit to Morgan Barron because Morgan Barron keeps trying to you know elevate his game and he you know he was asked about in the pregame media availability and he he uh, you know Rick Bonus gave him uh, lauded his play of late and and you know obviously Adam Lowry is playing through something but they they put uh, Nino Niederreiter on that line and you get some success you know a guy who like we've always talked about which is why I think Blake Wheeler makes sense on that line for a variety of reasons one because I think he would help them create some offense on that third line. And I think he is opening him like dropping him from the second line, create some space for someone else. But the reality for me, at least is that right now with what's in front of us, you know, including sorry, meaning specifically this game, yeah. you like that directness. You like that. Nito need a rider goes to net. And all of a sudden it's a four, three hockey game. Seven, point, seven game point streak guys. Like yeah. he has come as advertised. Like they have gotten the most and everything. And, and then, yeah. So you got to give Nita Ryder. I agree with Dave, like Morgan Barron. Uh, I, that's why I asked uh, Jeff Hamilton on Saturday show about Morgan Barron. And I don't want to, you know, take over the president of the Morgan Barron fan club. Cause Dave is the acting uh, president here, but you know, you Gordon can tell... I'm a fan. I'm the leader of the, a lot of fan clubs. You well, really no, are. But... How do you have so much time to do all the work for a legal curve and be the head of all these fan clubs? He's been great. That's all I wanted to say. Even though he went through a lengthy goal scoring drought, um, you know, he's he's really elevated his game, and he, he was one of the Jets' best forwards tonight. Yeah, Again. He... Yeah, exactly. He's been very consistent and very good for the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, the goal scoring ends uh, with Jesperi Kotkaniemi getting his 14th assist to Seth Jarvis. It goes into an empty net with four seconds to go. We talked about it. Blake Wheeler takes a an offensive zone penalty with just under three minutes to play. You can't take that penalty at that time. Just speaks to the sloppiness of the Jets game and you know sloppiness from some of their guys who should know better, but. You know, time and time again, the guys who allegedly should know better are also the guys who let the Jets down the most. And tonight was an example of that. Uh, not a great performance uh, from Shifley. Not a great performance by Kyle Connor. Uh, Wheeler actually had a pretty decent game, but this is a bad penalty to take at this point. So the Jets end up losing 5-3 to the Carolina Hurricanes, ending the road trip on a positive. And they don't end it on a positive note, but ultimately a positive road trip with two wins and one loss. But then they got to recalibrate themselves and head home to meet the Boston Bruins on Thursday night. Another stiff test against an Eastern conference St Drew, juggernaut stiff test but re taking your role reading that out of town scoreboard they're currently yes. tied to all with the chicago blackhawks i know sometimes you play down to the level of your opponent the jets certainly hope they do that on uh on thursday night against the jets as they certainly <laughs> are right like, now honest question who's even playing for the blackhawks right now like, uh the well, I, I, I think i can, might be able to like max domi's gone patrick kane is gone jonathan taves isn't playing Sam Lafferty's gone. Jake McCabe is gone. Like, I can tell I can you that Mackenzie Entwistle got the opening goal. That's his well, third Ent of the Entwistle's season. Entwistle's a good player, though. He's a good young player, but like they must have a bunch of call-ups in the lineup. Uh, it's not a who's who of names. Um yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's not a who's who. Buddy Robinson's getting back and into an NHL game. I that's the one, that's name. the one I needed. Buddy he's, Robinson. He's he's our buddy. Yeah. Uh, Mike Hardman, who apparently is the uh, illegitimate son of Mike Hartman. Uh, I'm not really yeah. sure. Yeah, Mackenzie Entwistle, you were starting a little bit slow there. But now with Buddy Robinson and Mike Hardman, that's that's the those are the names that I needed to hear. There I mean, it's go. just it's a terrible lineup. But like Dave said, the thing is, like when when you have a, a lineup of mainly AHL guys, yeah. it's like they play harder. Oh, well, yeah, and they're unpredictable. It's chaotic, right? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. There's, and a lot uh, of them are playing for contracts, as so. 
There you go. They, they play with look, a lot. They, they play with Homer Moose legend Buddy Robinson, right? Dude? They have they have yeah. nothing to lose by you know. Even if they get blown out, well, everyone says, well, they no one expected anything. And then if they play well, it's like, hey, look at you guys. Look at the heart and soul you're demonstrating. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he's our buddy. He he's our buddy. Uh, five three. The Hurricanes win against the Winnipeg Jets. We'll head to break when we come back. More of the illegal curve post game show. Interesting who spoke for to the media didn't in, speak, Drew. and who didn't speak as well. We'll talk about that. Smash the like button. This has been the Betway Game Recap. Uh, big thanks to our friends at Betway, where, of course, it's simple, fun, and safe to bet with Betway. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsburg with you on a Tuesday night. More to come. Don't go anywhere. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. We're live on YouTube and all of our social media platforms. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about 5 bucks? Come on, $5? No yep. way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. Come on, there's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. 
Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. The bottom of the hour approaches. It's Tuesday night. Welcome back to the Illegal Curve post game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manuk, Ezra Ginsburg with you. The uh, Seagram shot of the game, courtesy of our friends at Seagram's and Fireball. Tastes like heaven, burns like hell. We're going to give that to Dylan DeMello's uh, fourth goal of the season. It opened the scoring for the Winnipeg Jets. Certainly a weird one, but nothing weird about our love of Fireball. Get your favorite dose of Fireball anywhere your best liquor products are sold. Big thanks to Seagrams for being a sponsor of the Illegal Curve Post Game Show and for their shot of the game promotion. Uh, interesting comments from Nino Niederreiter about the Winnipeg Jets in the game tonight. Quote uh, about being benched in the, for much of the second period. Quote, we didn't deserve to play. We simply weren't good enough. We weren't engaged. We weren't doing the job we were supposed to do. We definitely deserve that. Uh, he made the message pretty clear, he being Rick Bonus, we've got to be better, we've got to show up, especially at this time of year, and yeah, it was definitely unacceptable. So comments, uh, pointed comments from Nino Niederreiter, reasonable comments from Nino Niederreiter, but what is particularly interesting is that the assembled media in Raleigh, that being Mike McIntyre of the Winnipeg Free Press, Ken Weeb of Sportsnet, they requested to speak with Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley as well. Kyle Connor, Mark Shifley, highly and right, paid. And, right, and rightfully so. I mean, because those are the other two guys that were benched. No question. Highly paid members of the Winnipeg Jets, guys who've been in uh, in this organization for a number of years, guys who ostensibly consider themselves uh, leadership on this team, refused to speak to the media after tonight's game. That is pretty unacceptable. Uh, from my perspective, and I'm not somebody who usually gets uh, bent out of shape about who speaks and who doesn't speak, but the fact that Nino, the Nino Niederreiter spoke, who, by the way, scored a goal and has been manna from heaven for the Winnipeg Jets since he arrived, came and spoke to the media about his line and their poor play, but Shifley and Connor, who haven't really been that good for the last little while, didn't speak. That's not a good luck. That well, is not, it's not a, a it's good, not a good luck. luck. And especially because Josh Morrissey, who I think we all agree is basically the captain of this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we know he has an A and, and good on Brendan Dillon. He was wearing the A tonight. Um, I, I, yeah, it's a bad luck. Like just, and, and, and this kind of goes back to what we've said before about end of game player interviews or intermission interviews. Right. Dave, like just talk to the media for two or three minutes. And you know what they're going to ask you? Like, you know, you know, they're going to ask you about being benched. Yeah. And so just say that you weren't playing really well. Like, like when these players refuse, like Mike McIntyre and Ken Weeb are doing a job. Like this is their job. 
to get the quotes from Nikolai Ehlers, pardon me, from Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley, right? Yeah. And and maybe they speak. I don't know what the plan is for tomorrow, or maybe they speak prior to the day. game. It's an off day tomorrow, right? So, so they're not going to talk tomorrow. So maybe they, you know, maybe you know they give the media Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley on Thursday before the game days after the game day skate. I have no idea, but the point is we want to hear from these guys now. And these are leaders, especially Shifley, right? Like yeah. he has an A on his jersey. So Look, they, they, it's unacceptable. They, you have to speak in this in this instance. And I don't care if you come out and say nothing. Well, I mean, that's Mark what I'm Shifley, saying. Just come Mark, out and say nothing. Like yeah. Mark Shifley says nothing for the most part, anyways. He's a like great hockey player, but he's a he's a captain of cliches. Like, yeah. like let's be let's call a spade a spade here. He doesn't speak as eloquently as Josh Morrissey or Adam Lowry. So just go in front of the media, go in front of Mike and Kenny, yeah. and just answer a few questions and then go hit the shower. That's just it. And you just, you have to be front and center. Just even if you know, you just, it's the visual of it instead of the yeah. visual of you running and hiding and, and, and hiding behind Nino Niederreiter. That is uh that is the optics of it are awful. And now as a result, well, it's going to be talked about. And look at the end of the day, Mark Shifley spoke after the Florida game. So, I mean, it's, it's less on Mark Shifley, I would say than more. And, and maybe Kyle Connor needs to step up because if you look quickly, right? Like he, yeah. Shifley spoke after the Panthers game. So he did speak and, and generally it is a rotation. I mean, we, you know, get a chance to ask for whomever we get to ask for and we speak with whomever we are eventually given. It's not as if there's a rule that you have to be allowed to speak to, to the person that you request. So, I mean, guys sometimes going for treatment. I Look, I have no idea. I wasn't there, so I can't say if they refused because they just didn't want to talk or if they were sometimes guys will say, oh, I need to get treatment. I can't do it. My my, uh, Believe me, I've heard I've heard all of the, the reasons to, to, to not speak. Who wouldn't want to speak to me? But sometimes it happens. Look, when you get benched, I don't need them to speak after every game, but when you get benched for the Plus entire my questions, Drew, are so hard. I'm like, what's your favorite pizza restaurant in Winnipeg? When you get benched for the for for you know the vast majority of the second period, you have to come and speak. You just have to. And I see other people saying, Well, and Doug, who I love, you know, says, Well, Buff never spoke. Yeah, Buff never got benched. Buff, you never had to worry about his effort or anything else. Um, you know, and, and for and, the record, no, I will but just quickly, I mean, people commented on the fact that he never spoke. Yeah, of course I mean, people did. commented on it all the time. It's and again, he was requested. He just didn't do it. Right. So I mean, and, you can't and speak. I, you, but Buff was consistent. Yeah. He never spoke. He didn't. Speak that's true. It was yeah, good it wasn't like that, that. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And, and you know, Dave mentioned that you know maybe there was another reason why Shifley and Connor refused to speak to the media. And yeah, you're right, Dave. He did speak after the Florida game. But regardless of of why the two of them didn't speak, it's a bad look on them. It's a bad look. Mm -hmm. I agree. That's that's I, what it's about for me because it's it's over. I agree with you. Like, they're not they're not going to speak. So to me, I like hopefully we don't have to talk about this anymore because I'd like to move on. But it's a bad look, and it's it's qu quite frankly for someone who's in the media, it's just it's another annoying thing that these players do. Yeah, no question. Anyway, so it'll be uh, you know there there you have it. So you can do what you want with uh, that piece of information. Maybe you think that they're fine, and that's perfectly you're perfectly entitled to that yeah, opinion. Exactly, as well. that's the whole point. People have their opinion. So if yeah. you think it's not a big deal, then you don't think it's a big deal. If some people think it's a big deal, that's their opinion. I know. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. There you go. There's no shortage of that as well. Uh, let's go to the tough die hardest hitting comment, Ezzy. Who's getting the prize for tonight's post game show? We're going to give it to our really good friend, Rob Somerville. I'm not sure if Rob has won a toque yet this year. He'll let us know in the chat. I know he won a toque last year, the first year that we did the Tough Duck Hardest Hitting Comment. So this might be Rob's third toque, but it's definitely at least his second toque. So you've got the comment up there. He always has great comments. Since their arrival in Winnipeg, both Niederreiter and Nemestikov 
have been impactful for the team, going to the net with every opportunity they get and leading by example for their teammates. And I think he's bang on there. Domestic, like I realized they lost. Clearly, Niederreiter got a key goal that you know brought the Jets within one goal there. But seven-game point streak. You know, Nemestikov uh, has been putting the puck in the net, centering the second line. We know that both of Chevy's moves have have paid off, right? Mm-hmm. And the Jets have a couple of wins to show for it. So, Rob, send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com. Uh, I believe I do have your mailing address, but just send it to me again. Maybe you've moved. But uh, congrats, Rob. You're going to get a tough duck too. And we're all going to need Tukes for at least uh, another week or two here because spring is not here yet. Not quite yet, unfortunately. The wind was uh, whipping out and, there. And today. what's going on? It's all icy. I bit it today. Oh, no. Happy. Dave, yeah, you okay? Bit, almost, yeah. almost took out the laptop. A man of your age Ooh. you know, have, has fragile hips. Oh, please, Mendel. I've seen you run. I've seen you run. I play baseball for the record. Yeah, one of us, one of us goes to the fence. The other one, not so much. We should have an illegal curve Olympics. Everyone will finish last. Uh, never mind that. Two thirds of us will die. <laughs> Just drop I will dead say, on the though, field. Oh yeah, well, I'll have my CPAP machine on the whole time, Drew. <laughs> Believe me, I've been I've been in a room with Ginsburg. I'll I'll find the snoring. Let me t- give me one second. No, we don't need it. We don't need it. We've all heard it. We don't need it again. Uh, YouTube, YouTube would be like immediately. They'd be like, uh, "We've we we're hearing something that's inappropriate, and well, we're going to shut down this channel." Illegal Curve uh, merchandise contest. So, of course, yes. to enter the Illegal Curve merchandise contest, you hit the drop-down arrow on the YouTube channel. You'll see the contest link. If you can't find it there, you go to the website. You'll click the link. You'll see a whole list of things you can do to get uh, entered into the Illegal Curve merchandise contest. The yeah. more things you do, the more ballots you enter, the more chance you have okay, to hold win. Okay, second there. Rob is, Rob is saying that he'd like to he'd, gift the two. Yes, yes. So... We can. Who are we going to give it to? I think Jeff. Nice. I think Jeff Bose. I th- Rob. If Je- has Jeff Bose won because Jeff always has a lot of good comments, and I kind of feel like Jeff deserves a uh, a tough duck too. Okay, if, if Rob. Hey, look at Rob. If you give us the thumbs up, we'll give it to Jeff Bose. Yeah, <laughs> if he I, doesn't give him the thumbs up, it's going to be really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is he? What are you trying to do? Create dissension yeah. in Rob's the chat like, right now? Uh, maybe not Jeff. Maybe somebody else. So Jeff, <laughs> send me an email, Ezra at illegalcurve.com, and. Rob, you're a beauty for uh, gifting your toque because you could have easily just... You, Rob could have just put could've one toque over the other. Yeah, yeah he could have been a two-quarter, but instead, yeah. he's giving it away. Very very yeah. kind of Rob. There you go. Rob's a good man, as we like to say on this show. Anyways, the unique code word for tonight's Illegal Curve merchandise contest. Enter this. Get 10 entries into the into the contest. Of course, this, two, this uh, link, this code will be live until Thursday when the Jets and the Bruins meet each other. The unique code word is City of oaks dave why don't you explain why it's city of oaks because rally is known as the city of oaks there you go dave and did you know that drew already uh you know i didn't know that it was the city you've of been oaks. to raleigh a few times right i have been to raleigh a few rob, times by the way gave the thumbs up okay good thank you that's rob. one of the top cities i want to go nhl cities i want to go to by the way like yeah. you can see it just looks like so much fun going to those games i never i never saw a game there uh i saw a north carolina state game against uh wolford if i recall correctly i think that's who they played my Wolf- wife went to wolford uh, or Wolf- Wa- i think it's wofford to be exact uh, my, my wife went to grad school at north carolina state university so uh yes i did spend a little bit of time in raleigh i quite enjoyed my time there mj nice baby uh, what'd you say Michael Jordan. Yeah, not North Carolina State. North Carolina oh, is, right. is 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 Michael Jordan. But right. good try. That was almost yeah, going to do. Uh, what about? We haven't even talked about March Madness, Drew. I need you to help me out. I mean, yeah. obviously, I'm cheering for Kentucky, but thank you. Does, I don't does know anybody get this comment, or do you have to be uh, familiar with the Elmwood? No, North I, I, I got the comment. It was pretty funny. That was actually pretty funny by Rob. By Rob, that Maybe I got be... that. 
All right, fair enough. Anyway, City of Oaks. So enter that as the unique code word. You'll get 10 bonus entries and uh, and you can win authentic Jets merch. And I will say before Drew uh, announces the winner that if you haven't received an email from me, it means you have your merch has not been mailed out yet. So don't freak out that you haven't gotten your merch. The merch train slowed down with trade deadline, other things going on. I'm trying to get it all handled. You know, I mean, I've got the elves. It's hard, guys, it's hard running a Ponzi scheme. I, I was going to say, I've got the, I've got the, I've got the elves right, working in the back right now, but uh, it's, it's not, it's not going as smoothly as possible. So we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have that, you know, tightened up and dealt with by the end of next week. Uh, if I can get Ezzy to come with me and uh, do some deliveries, that'll make it even oh, more absolutely fun. Come. I'm, I'm thinking we should talk to the True North staff and get one of those t-shirt t-shirt uh shooters those cannons and then we can just shoot all the illegal curve merchandise as we're driving down the street <laughs> that's great as actually that'd be fantastic i can't see any problem with that uh congratulations to tonight's winner andrew haleko yes. andrew is the winner of the illegal curve merchandise contest for tonight's out in alberta game. if i might my memory great first name Yes, Andrew, very good first name. Exactly, I would agree with that. So congratulations to Andrew. He has won uh, the Illegal Curve Merchandise Contest for tonight. And we will, of course, be in touch accordingly to make sure he gets hooked up with all of the merch. Jets next in way, action. Like true, this is a good comment by Is Your Boy Bruce. Yeah, there you go. Winnipeg is also a city of Oaks. Oh, and Scott also, I was going to say, we're, you know, I'm not going to reveal what street in River Heights I live on, but very close Definitely. to Oak Street. Thanks. And, and uh, well, if we were going right. to go there, I, I went to the, I was in school in the Seven Oaks School Division. Shout out to Garden City. They lost uh, to Steinbeck, I believe, yes. in, uh, in, in the provincial final. So uh, unfortunate for my, for my, for my gophers, but congratulations on a good run uh, nonetheless. Also, the Oaks, a beautiful neighborhood uh, in Headingley, just outside the city. Okay. Anybody you know else Oaks? got any you Oaks? Know the Oaks I don't, in fact. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Oaks. I I believe you. I'm not familiar. A very with famous owner of a local sports team lives in that area. Okay. Mark Chipman. Okay. Anybody else got anything Oaks. about Oaks related? That's where he lives. He lives in the Oaks area. I, I believe you. It's not, a, it's not like, that's not a secret. I don't even know what that is. I didn't know what it was either. So I'm not sure what Ginsburg's talking about. Well, have you guys heard of Camp Manitou? Yes. Yeah. That's by the Oaks. Okay. No. Well, thank have you, you not heard that. of the Oaks? It's a big, like beautiful houses there. Because as he, uh, we're not all as bourgeoisie as Mendel. I was gonna me. I don't know anything about it. What are you talking? <laughs> this is all Ginsburg. Uh, the I just can't just, get yeah. Past and the for the moat. record, every time I go the... to Drew's house, I'm like, how? Uh, there's no boat here that I can cross the moat, so I never yes. actually get to Drew's house. Like the the drawbridge never comes down. Like it's just, I mean, it's crazy that I, like who lives in a castle nowadays? The fact and, that and, Drew lives in a castle is just well. Incredible. There is a, actually little known fact. There's a lotto a, a lotto winner. Off the north perimeter, who won the lotto and built a castle. So if you ever drive by, it has like little turrets, and uh, they have—I I think they started. I don't know if they ever finished the house, but you can see it from the north perimeter. Okay, well, North Enders know what I'm talking about. You, you, you guys, and just... also by the way, you forgot the Oaks is a bar in Ticona. Yes, Ticona Poly. What's up? Right, and there's also the Oakwood Grill. If I'm on South Osborne, if I'm not mistaken, Okanor. Okay. Anyways, the Oaks National Oaks Predators used to be Okanor. The National Predators won 2-1 final there, so they get even closer to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, uh, the whole uh, scoreboard watching is like, that's it's so like 10 games left. 
There's 14 games left. It's not like there's a... a talk three. to me in four games, Drew. Okay, fine. I'll talk to you in four games. I've had enough talking to you all uh, tonight. We'll be back Thursday night with the uh, Illegal Curve post-game show after the Jets and the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Jets uh, stepping up in weight class, even higher than the very impressive Carolina Hurricanes as the Bruins come to town on Thursday. After course, we go off air here, I'm going to go hug an oak tree. You can you go do that. I want to say a big thank you to all of our sponsors who make the post game show, the Saturday show, the website a possibility. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Linden Market Dental Center, Zapia Group Realty, Betway, Tough Duck, Boston Pizza, Seagram's Rollies Transfer, Grid Park, and the Keg. Support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey. Jets lose tonight 5-3 in Carolina. We'll be back in action on Thursday night for the Illegal Curve postgame show after the Jets and the Boston Bruins. And, of course, it's going to be a very busy weekend as well. Saturday morning, the Illegal Curve hockey show at 9 a.m. Postgame after that huge Jets-Predators game on Saturday afternoon right around, I believe, 3.45 or so. And then again, Sunday, the Jets and the Blues right around 8.45. So a huge weekend of Illegal Curve shows coming your way as well as thursday's game against the bruins if you haven't already done so smash the like button subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the podcast leave us feedback here there and everywhere because we always like to know what you think about this fine broadcast tell your friends tell your family best place to be after each and every winnipeg jets game and again on Saturday mornings is the Illegal Curve YouTube channel. For Dave Manuk, for Ezra Ginsberg, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll see you on Thursday night. Until then, we wish you good night and good luck, and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve postgame show. Okay. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, illegalcurve.com.